Once upon a time, there was a young woman named Elise who wanted to see the entire world and all the stories within it. One day, she met a white rabbit who asked her to come along for a journey of discovery. Welcome to Elise in Wonderland. everyone and welcome to another beautiful Sunday morning on Elise in Wonderland on 101.5 The Hawk. Hope everyone is doing well this weekend and enjoying the crazy shift in weather. Mm-hmm. Um, today we are talking about India and the beautiful, diverse and interesting, huge country that is India. We have a wonderful guest with us as well this morning. His name is Chengappa Subramani and otherwise known as Cheng. Yes. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you, Elise. Thank you for joining us. I'm sure it's going to be a wonderful and exciting episode and mm-hmm. lots to talk about. So first, how was your week? Uh, Jin, how was your week this oh, week? It's, it's different than the script, right? It's okay. So I went to HiveX conference yesterday. HiveX is basically for Hamilton young professionals. Mm-hmm. It was held at Lincoln Alexander Center. Um, started with a with, um, magician keynote, so you saw some magics. Very interesting. And some conference, I mean, some sessions are amazing. I had, I get a chance to meet my salsa teacher, one-time salsa teacher, and <laughs> he talked about how to network more <coughs> eye contact and more naturally. Also, there are a lot of professionals and um, business owners when, they're, when they've graduated from the college and universities. Also, um, yeah, there I met a guy. Um, his name was Alex, and he wants to go to Thailand. He wants to be a technician, like nomad. Nomad. So he works. He works under the company, but he works in Thailand, so he can enjoy like a vacation and work at the same time. Very so cool. That was very interesting. And <coughs> sorry about that. Um, and I brought uh, maybe ten or more uh, at least in Wonderland business card, and it's all sold out. <laughs> they sold out. Yay. That's great. That's awesome. So how was yours, Elise? Uh, we had a very busy week. Again, for anyone listening, just at the top of the hour, the strike continues for Ontario colleges, and we were really hopeful this weekend that there will be a resolution and that uh, also that faculty will come back with something they're happy with and our students can get back to class. So yeah. I've been working on some planning for that. And as well, last uh, Friday, just this last Friday, I went to a gala for um, for something called Daughters for Life, which is raising money for young women in the Middle East to obtain their education in North America. Mm-hmm. Hearing from those those stories of those women and what they're primarily in STEM courses and what they want to do with their education it was really inspiring. I met Roberta Bondar, who's the first Canadian woman in space, and mm-hmm. Margaret Atwood, the famous author. Um, it was a wonderful event, and I would highly recommend supporting that charity, Daughters for Life. Uh, Mohawk is one of the supporters, so I was really proud to be did there. You, did you give them our business card? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was too starstruck. <laughs> I barely could have words come out of my yeah, mouth. Forgive you. I was, <laughs> Too much time there. I was like, Roberta, <laughs> how is space? <laughs> I wasn't thinking about my okay. life on this earth. Yeah. Uh, and then I also this week was asked to be uh, on one of the board of directors for 
the, this new initiative called Dialogue Plus, which is run by the Centre de Santé, which is a community health organization in Hamilton. Dialogue Plus is um, pretty cool. It's, it's targeting five cities in Canada, mm -hmm. and uh, it will be youth-run initiatives um, to kind of battle hate crimes or raise mm. awareness on ha race-based hate crimes in the city, which apparently is a big issue in Hamilton. So I'm yeah. learning a lot about, um, you know, some of the struggles of our, of our community members, but also what youth and, and students from Mohawk can do to support some of these initiatives. So mm. it was a great week, I must say. And what about you, Cheng? How was your week? Oh, my uh, week was pretty much uh, decent, I would say. Uh, since I work in the IT department for the college, I've uh, pr pretty much been working on various different IT projects. Mm -hmm. uh, with the strikes uh, coming up, and since we didn't have a resolution yet, uh, we're kind of on a, on a firefighting mode now. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much, uh, I would say that uh, the, the different projects which have got certain timelines, and we really don't know when it's going to end. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's been hard, but it's good. But about that, um, it's been going great. Uh, the week was really good. I uh, met a few of my friends uh, from uh, back from India, uh, and uh, it's been going good. It's uh, it's happening. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really hard planning um, when you don't know yeah. what's yeah. going to happen in the next <laughs> exactly. few weeks. So hopefully next week we'll have some more information to go with. So yeah, just uh, for information, if you're students, make sure you check your news or um, Mohawk or college yes. emails. So they will let you know as soon as possible. And we are hoping by Tuesday. Mm -hmm. The class will begin on Tuesday, so mm -hmm. be yes, prepared. Yes, that's right. Yeah, by Tuesday, mm -hmm. uh, students are supposed to come back. Right. That's what I've been hearing. Mm -hmm. I believe by Monday, teachers, I mean, uh, faculties have been back to work. If, there's, back if, to work. if there is mm -hmm. a resolution or a, a legislation to come back to work, mm -hmm. they can, yes. they can yeah. be back as early as tomorrow and then students as early as Tuesday. So it's going to be a lot of work to get back yeah. in, in the swing of things. But please visit us at all of our campuses. We'll have information booths set up everywhere. And any questions or concerns, come see us. Mm -hmm. We're here to help. All right, so let's talk a little bit about our mission report. Last Sunday, we had our guest on, Dr. Sam, uh, who's a very inspirational person, talking mm -hmm. all about uh, understanding your life's purpose, fulfilling your goals, and, and um, so our mission report was take a step, any steps you took to get closer to your life's purpose. For example, um, understanding what are your passions and mm -hmm. pursuing them, removing things that you don't love or need from your life mm -hmm. and, and concentrating. Um, so uh, I know that Jin was posting on our Facebook page uh, some some of his goals. you want to talk a little bit about that? Right. Um, it wasn't nearly about the goal. I mean, I'm looking for my purpose. Yeah. I, I probably will forever, you know, like you never know what, why you are born. But I know there will be um, the money, there will be a price for everything. <laughs> so I started um, managing my finance. I'm reading a book called um, Broke Millionaires. Mm -hmm. And has a lot of tips and um, how to manage your money, especially for college students or after, right, graduate after college, um, just got married before you have a babies. There are lots of tips. Um, I One of the tips I remember was about transportation. I know it's important to have a car here, but there are lots of um, there are buses almost everywhere, and also if you need a car, you can always ask for carpooling. Mm -hmm. um, there's a taxi, Uber as well. Or if you have a car already, you can always ask, offer the carpooling for someone else living near your place and drive to your workplace. So that's uh, small tips I learned. Awesome. Mm. 
uh, myself to get closer to my life's purpose. What a huge mission. <laughs> uh, but actually, um, fortuitously enough, one of my wonderful colleagues here at the, co the college, Melanie Sodka, she's actually a coach as well and has her mm. own business. She started Surge at the college. She's oh. a wonderful, inspirational person that, um, that I could gush about all day. But she started this initiative called egocake.ca. And the whole thing, she's gonna be starting um, by kind of with a small group, with me included, is about starting to brush away all the busyness for people that are really uh, ambitious and wanna mm. take a bite of the, the whole cake. <laughs> <laughs> the whole concept is, you know, try to focus on one slice so you can enjoy it and it, it's more meaningful. So we're gonna start a little project on, um, on that front. Uh, this starting today, actually, okay. uh, trying to clarify what it, what my goals are and and what if if I want to take a bite of all the cake, <laughs> what's the one piece that I want to focus on? So that's what I'm going to be working on. And egocake.ca, just a little shout out, was designed by my friend Veronica Dyer, Dyer and Dumont. They're a local business in Hamilton, so check them out as well. Mm -hmm. And what about you, Chang? Anything? Oh. How are you getting close to your life's purpose? <laughs> I, think, I think we are very rude asking guests. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Uh, I'll, I'll be, I'll be pretty honest in terms of the purpose of life. Um, my views, in fact, uh, is that purpose for life is really doesn't really matter because uh, purpose for like we all, we always think that we have we are supposed to have at least one purpose or mm. at least some purpose in our life, and it's kind of a psychological way of binding yourself towards that one particular. Right. goal right mm -hmm. but what happens what happens when you say for example re achieve that goal but after that what mm. after that mm -hmm. you're going for the next one but it just keeps on going and it's it, it never ends mm. so for me the purpose of life is pretty much to live your life the the right way wow. one second try and make as much as you like try and do things which makes you happy maybe just going for a climbing or maybe doing mm -hmm. some maybe skydiving mm -hmm. right? that's one of my things but anyways <laughs> uh, but I again nice. yeah but again after uh, apart from that maybe spending some more time with the family mm. uh, that's that I would say that would be more uh, quality quality way of mm. spending my purpose for life. Or like be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should just simplify it here, guys. Just <laughs> yeah. enjoy life. True, yeah. true, yeah. <laughs> and you need the money for that. So. <laughs> I'm right. No money. No money is needed. Money is the money is needed. I agree. But uh, again, but it's uh, it's not. It, I would I would I'd still not put it as the uh, the top of the list. Mm. The money. It's uh, money. It, you you can always earn it. No, it's yeah. on it. Just it's have true. to make sure that we manage it. Well. That's it. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Right. Many different opinions, and mm -hmm. that's what makes life so interesting. So uh, every episode, we also talk a little bit about history of the day. Um, November 19th mm -hmm. is Have a Bad Day Day. Oh. And this is really cool because, actually, it's something my dad always says. When I'm like, have a good day, he'll mm. be like, why do I have to have a good day? Why, why are you telling me to have a good day? Well, my coworker always say, uh, when we ask them, good morning, is it? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so this was actually something that's around the world celebrated and was created for people in the sales industry who always have to repetitively say, thank you, have a nice mm. day, thank you, have a nice day. So today is, why not have a bad day? <laughs> Um, only for today. Only today. Yeah. And in 1863, on this day, uh, President Lincoln in America delivered that famous Gettysburg Address as well, four score and seven years ago. Um, and mm. I learned that a score is 20 years. So he's talking about 87 years ago. Uh. 
<laughs> that I never understood Mathematic, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he should, he could have just said 87 years. <laughs> uh, and this was when the Declaration of Independence was signed in 1776. So that famous speech was done mm. today in 1863. Now, we're going to go into our first song, um, which relates to our topic, Exploring India. Cheng, why don't you tell us a little bit about the song we're going to play and why you chose it? Okay, the song name is uh, Ashay Mugam. It's basically, uh, a uh, I would say, a, a kind of a classic song, but with an Indian fusion. So uh, it's, a, it's a Tamil song. But then at the same time, uh, uh, I, I just wanted to make sure that we keep the, the rustic and the old feel of the, tradition, uh, the traditional classic music of India. Wonderful. But at the same time, also making sure that uh, the house, house, the current hip or the, the modern India house, the, the kind of songs that you're playing. So this, this song really uh, describes it very well. It's a mix of both. And um, I hope everybody likes it. The, it's, uh, the artist is Shankar Tucker. Is one of the uh, uh, well-known artists in India as of now, and um, I hope it gives a bit more insight about the southern parts of India. In fact, awesome. so yeah, wonderful. So we will play Ashai Mugam by Shankar Tucker, and please enjoy, everyone. It's 9:21 a.m., and we are talking to Chang about India, all about the country of India. Um, I just want to mention that we got a comment in our secret group and please mm -hmm. let us know if you want to be added to our chat group um, Anthony Frazina said that I got closer to my life's purpose as I continue a project which I can't wait to debut in 2018 uh, and then left us a little tantalizing quote mm -hmm. adversity not only builds character it reveals it so we're curious to know okay. more about your project Anthony, nice. and good luck with that um, so again we are talking about India and exploring all of the interesting things to know about India. So I'm gonna start with a quote by Mark Twain. He was quoted as saying, India is the cradle of the human race, the birthplace of human speech, the mother of history, the grandmother of legend, and the great grandmother of tradition. Um, an amazing quote. So from mass pilgrimages of 75 million plus people that can be seen from space, seriously, crazy, <laughs> to floating postal services and amazing scientific contributions like finding water on the moon for the first time, India is the most populous democracy in the world with over 1.3 billion people. It's no wonder there are so many fascinating aspects of this country to explore. And today we will start at the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> so um, there are diff so many different regions in India, mm. 29 different states, seven union territories, Cheng, can you give us like the really, really basic, <laughs> quick overview of yeah. these different regions? Sure. sure. So uh, apparently, uh, India is—I uh, would say—India can be uh, can be divided into. Uh, so you've got the west, the east, the north, and the south. Okay. okay. Uh, starting with the west is basically your. Uh, Maybe uh, your states like Rajasthan. Uh, it's, it's basically more of a desert kind of an area. Mm -hmm. What you have in the west, uh, more like a de desert kind of an area in the west. But in the terms of the northern parts of the India, uh, it depends because we've got the mm -hmm. Himalayan range. Um, so we mm -hmm. do have uh, like the the icy cold winters. And mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, uh, if you come down a little bit down, maybe towards New Delhi, which is the capital of India, uh, you can see that uh, we've uh, got a little bit of a uh, more like a, uh, like a not very cold, but a kind of a hot, humid weather. Mm. Uh, going towards the eastern sectors of uh, India, uh, so those are the uh, sectors which we basically share our border with uh, China. 
and again mm. those are Himalayan uh, Himalayan ranges uh, expanding towards those areas it's very hilly rugged rugged mm. terrain uh, people uh, and people over there are, are are amazing people trust me northeastern sectors people are very well known for uh, what the kind of contributions what they've given to India in terms of uh, maybe military purpose mm. maybe in defense uh, in terms of uh, your uh, so-called uh, culture it's it's amazing uh, coming towards the uh, the southern part of India it's uh, so we've in certain parts of India we've got uh, different states that we've got the Tamil Nadu uh, we've got uh, uh, Andhra Pradesh, we've got Telangana, we've got Karnataka, uh, mm. Kerala. So uh, these are different states, but again, they all are very different in terms of the, the, the languages they speak. And again, in India, the languages spoken of are very varied. Mm-hmm. Every, every state has uh, pretty much a different language. Uh, it, uh, it kind of overlaps at times, uh, maybe slight differences, variations in the, in the language, but it depends. So, what are the most common languages spoken? Oh, the uh, the most common languages are uh, Hindi. Uh-huh. Uh, that's pretty much spoken across India. Uh, English, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, again, uh, apart from that, uh, I would say, and if you come to the uh, the southern part of India, uh, the most common would be uh, Telugu and mm-hmm. Tamil, uh, c- followed by Can- uh, Kannada. Uh, then in terms of the northern parts of India, I would say it's maj- majorly it's Hindi. Mm-hmm. Majorly it's Hindi. Uh, again, depends in which state you are. Mm-hmm. Every state has their own preference. Mm-hmm. Can't really say that. It's um, but yeah, it's majorly it's Hindi. Yeah. Amazing. I respect every students in India. They have to learn this geology. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. That's it's true. like a different world. Itself. Amazing. Yeah. And what about the political system in India? The political system in India is, uh, in fact, India is a federal parliamentary parliamentary democratic republic in which the uh, president of India is the head of the state, and the uh-huh. prime minister of India is the um, head of the uh, government. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the India follows a uh, dual policy system, so it's basically you've got a double double government, uh, which uh, hmm. it has a like a central authority and a, a kind of a, a state state mm-hmm. authority. So it's pretty much like how we have it in Canada, like yeah. the federal government and the and provincial, and the provincial sure, government. Yeah. So it's pretty much the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool, interesting, and uh, so fun part. The fun part, I know, <laughs> Jin knows I'm getting all excited because we're about to talk about food. So um, there's amazing food that comes from mm. India and all the regions, I would yes. imagine, have different kind of flavor and different traditional way of preparing food. Yes. Um, so can you tell us there some interesting facts about food in India? Yes. Okay. Uh, let me tell you one thing first. Uh, 70% of the, uh, 72%, per- 70, 71% of the uh, uh, population in India is non-vegetarians. Uh, mm. But again, saying that, uh, that doesn't mean that majority of the people eat non-veg. non-veg. Mm. Uh, if you look at the uh, consumptions in terms of non-vegetarian, uh, it's only 40%. Mm. 60% of the people still eat vegetarian food. And uh, that's the reason behind that is because India grows a large amount of various different varieties of vegetables. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Indians kind of always have this preference more towards having more veg- vegetarian diet rather mm-hmm. than having a non-vegetarian diet. Again, saying that, in terms of food, it's 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 varied. Trust me, it's it's very very varied. Just like like I said about how varied it is in terms of states. Yeah. Each and every state is different. I always keep saying to all my friends uh, uh, that uh, whenever whenever you come to uh, Canada, uh, sorry, whenever you come to India, mm-hmm. uh, so like after after every hundred kilometers. The food changes. Oh. It's oh my God, different. That's a dream. And how yeah. many kilometers are there? <laughs> oh, trust me, it's, it's, it's ten thousand. <laughs> oh, yeah, more than that. But again, uh, yeah, when you go to the western sectors of the India, like the mm. Gujarat, the the food over there mm. is uh, kind of more sweet. 
Okay. It's not spicy. It's more oh, sweet. Okay. But if you go to the uh, so-called the the northern sectors of India, you find it uh, more. Um, uh, the food would be more rich, more more uh, more milk based, or maybe mm. there's more cream or yogurt mm. is more used. Yeah. Uh, That's like other northern European countries as well too. As you get to that. Yeah. As you get to that sweet spot. Exactly. Mm, it's influenced by a lot of the same mm. thing. That's yes. Cool. That, yeah. Again, coming down to the uh, to the eastern sectors, you have you got you get more spicy food because mm. uh, that that particular region grows the spiciest uh, chilies in in the world. Mm. The 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 Dolukya ghost or something. Ghost yeah. peppers. Ghost peppers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So that's that's one. Then again, coming to the southern part of India, yeah, uh, you uh, the foods over there are more. Uh, how to put it? Uh, uh, more coconut-based uh, at times, mm. or it's more uh, it's more like vegetarian-based diets yeah. you you find there. Uh, it's uh, and and more of coastal again. It, again, coastal coastal places have got various different dishes for for coastal I mean, like seafood and mm-hmm. things. Like I would that. imagine too, if there's more farmland, there's more animals that you can raise, and therefore more. Yes, but based. again, it's 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 receding. That's the that's mm-hmm. the sad part about it because uh, we we are in the, in in that particular phase of we need to do that industrial revolution. But uh, yeah. again, we uh, our government is trying to find the the perfect balance in terms of having the right amount of farmlands and right amount of factories in mm. order to sustain the economy in the right way. Yeah, and yeah. the huge population. Oh, yes, mm. yes, yeah. Very interesting. And uh, I also read that most of the world's spices come from India. Well. True, very true. Mm. Um, in fact, uh, most of the spices, I would say, comes from Kerala. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the uh, that's the state where you uh, they basically grow clo- uh, spices like your cinnamon, cloves, uh, cardamom, uh, peppers, so yeah, these are the one of the bay leaves. In fact, and they're the, mm. they're the major exporters of uh, of spices uh, for for that particular state. Mm. And it's been happening since uh, for a very long time, uh, even before the British came in mm. uh, into into India. And uh, yeah, it's 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 been an, uh, the most evergreen trade uh, that India has been ever uh, been involved in, yeah. and it's uh, it's it's really helped the the complete Indian subcontinent to yeah grow in grow into very good terms of economic mm-hmm. economic ways so amazing mm-hmm. i could talk about this forever and we're gonna have to take this conversation offline because i sure. gotta pick your brain about some good <laughs> restaurants <laughs> um so you are from bangalore originally yes tell yeah. us a little bit about um uh, specific to this city mm-hmm. what do we need to know about bangalore okay so bangalore is basically uh, uh, the capital city of uh, karnataka that's okay. a state mm-hmm. uh, and uh so Bangalore is uh, it's it's a, it's a great city. Uh, it's one of those cities where the it's not hot, but it's not too cold. Mm-hmm. It's it uh, well uh, the best way to put it is that every day in the morning it kind of gets hot, but the evening it rains, so everything oh. settles out, and it's a perfect mix. Nice. Um, it's uh, the the Bangalore is called the the Silicon uh, City of India. Uh, because we've got mm-hmm. the highest number of IT companies, and uh, mm. uh, most lot of IT projects are happening around in, in, uh, mm. in, in which are happening in India is basically in Bangalore. And uh, in terms of uh, uh, the so-called uh, the, the customs, the religion, the, tra- the traditions, it's very varied. It's, I would say it shares uh, with across all over India because Bangalore, being that the major city, uh, pretty much every uh, like ev- from every corners of India, people have come there and, and settled out. So we mm-hmm. do have uh, culture like religions like Hinduism, Islam, Christianity, Sikhism, Buddhism, Jainism, Zoroastrianism. <laughs> so yes, so. <laughs> many isms. Yeah, many. So it's all it's all a mix of cultures. It's Very it's cool. great. Yeah. Yeah. And so there are influences from many cultures in Bangalore. Yes. 
that is yeah amazing and so is there any kind of forest or, or landscape that's unique to this area specifically in India uh, you mean to uh, to, to Bangalore, to Bangalore? Mm -hmm. not really because Bangalore is pretty much a very uh, a plain uh, kind of a mm -hmm. city uh -huh. uh, it's uh, it has a certain places where it gets a little bit hilly but no there's <laughs> nothing much but again uh, in and around Bangalore mm -hmm. there, there are great places so you've got a lot of uh, small rocky mountains where mm -hmm. people go for hiking and trekking in fact mm -hmm. Bangalore uh, the people living in Bangalore they have been known for uh, going for a lot of uh, trekking mm -hmm. these days um, uh, there is another place called uh, Kurg so that's a, that's a actual one of my home, uh, I would say hometowns. That's mm -hmm. the place where I come. It's one of the biggest uh, contributor of coffee production in in India. Mm -hmm. uh, so I come from that particular place, and uh, it's uh, it's a, it's a totally different uh, feel to it. Mm -hmm. uh, the it's uh, it's I would say it's the Western Ghats, what we call it. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a it's a mountain area. A uh, lot of a uh, lot of greenery, a uh, lot of uh, lot of fresh coffee brew to drink. Mm -hmm. So I hope uh, any time like you come to down to India, please visit it. <laughs> Amazing. There's also um, something that maybe a lot of Canadians don't know. Mm -hmm. With our four seasons here, there are mm. six seasons in India. So yes. tell us more about that. That's fascinating. Yeah, that's interesting. It's uh, So we've got uh, spring, summer, monsoon, autumn, pre-winter, and winter. Okay. Pre-winter. Yes. <laughs> yes. So what... So the monsoon and the pre-winter, yes. that's something that we don't have. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, is monsoon season everywhere in India? I know India is one of the wettest countries. True, that is true. Uh, so monsoon is a season where it just rains. Mm. It rains, 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 and rains. It, it, <laughs> like it doesn't 24 stop. Like 24-7? Yes, pretty much. Uh -huh. uh, it depends from, uh, again, region to region. Uh -huh. But uh, most of the places, I would say, yes, it rains. And uh, it rains for like weeks. Oh my gosh! It, and yeah. so monsoon season is like the around, like just around springtime. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. Time. Yes, but again, it depends. Uh, uh, there are certain places where uh, it starts flooding. The the, the, mm -hmm. the monsoons have have do have the um, the best parts about it. Uh, but they also have the bad parts about it. Yes. So it's it's if different. They go on too long. It they're yeah. gone too long. Uh, uh, like say, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Mumbai. So that's mm -hmm. the uh, the one of the uh, the biggest metropolitan cities in in India. And every time there is a monsoon season, uh, it it floods because mm -hmm. it shares its border because it, it shares its border with the with the with the, with the sea. Mm -hmm. And what happens is uh, with things start overflowing yeah. and, the, and the seawater starts coming into the city and the whole city gets flooded. Mm -hmm. But again, people have found a way to live with it. They, <laughs> if yeah, it happens, it happens. It happens. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. it. And uh, that's the that's the whole um, uh, motto of people living in, in, in Mumbai, that they say that, hey, what happens, it happens. you got to go on. Mm -hmm. so, wow. Yeah. And then pre-winter. What's mm -hmm. the difference between pre-winter and winter? Well, not really. It's pre-winter is basically uh, the starting of the winter. That's so it. But it's just that extreme, extreme winter. winter. But during it's, it's usually what happens during pre-winter is that most of the uh, the uh, in the northern parts of India, this that's the time when they start cutting the crops. Uh -huh. mm. uh, so they are, uh, basically uh, when it comes in terms of uh, Hindu calendar. So every season has got certain festivities to it. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of pre-winter, I would say if you go to uh, the northern parts of India, you have got um, the Bali, right? Uh, no, Isn't sorry, it it's Lori. It's happened. It happened somewhere in, um, I would say, uh, in starting of January. Okay. Somewhere like that. It happens. Okay. And uh, because uh, so yeah, it's that's how it works. Amazing. Yeah. Very cool. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. And very different from um, a lot of what we're used to living in North America. Yeah, <laughs> but it's also interesting that I mean the season is always about the weather, but it's also about 
the people's habit on their work, especially for farmers. They use the season as a kind of guidelines to what to do. Yes. You know, like, as you said, pre-winter day cultivating yes. stuff. Yes. Okay. Or, for, or for festivals. Mm. Yeah. Pretty much most of the festivals <laughs> in India are, are, in, are in line with the, with the, with the, with the crops. Okay. Yeah. And so are they divided equally? So it's a sixth season. Is it two months every season or no? Good question. I'm not very good with that. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. When I was doing a bit of research, it was, a, it was about it yeah, was two okay. months. Yeah, maybe. Nice. All right. So we're going to go into our next song break. Uh, and Cheng, I will pass it over to you again. Tell us sure. why you chose this song and a bit about what the song is. Okay, this song is for my for some of my uh, Malayali friends. So Malayali mm-hmm. is basically um, the people who come from the land of uh, Kerala. So mm-hmm. Kerala is a state. Uh, it's the God's own country. That's what we call it back in India. Mm-hmm. It's um, so people who live there are called Malayalis. So uh, it's a it's a Malayali song, uh, and I kind of felt that uh, I should something dedicated. Towards those, uh, towards those friends of mine, and um, so the, the song name is Entamade uh, Jimiki Kamal. It's one of those songs uh, which kind of uh, took the internet uh, with with a with a big uproar. It, it, it was really, it was really good. Many many people started dancing to these tunes. Amazing. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's it. Please enjoy. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to Lisa in Wonderland on 101.5. We are chatting with Chang about India, and that was a great song. Thank you for that choice. No problem. And uh, big up to your friends oh, in the region. <laughs> so we're back and we are going to be talking about um, some misconceptions about India because I think it's really important with a country so diverse, mm-hmm. with it's so hard to summarize. Even in, we were just chatting over yes. the song about how difficult it is to kind of stop talking about a topic and go to the next one. There's just so much there to talk about. So um, naturally, with something so complex, there are a lot of misconceptions, I think, uh, especially when you're speaking from the Canadian perspective mm-hmm. or North American perspective, if you haven't had a lot of experience or haven't visited India yourself. Um, and I'm sure you have heard many questions where you just shake oh, your head yes. and say like, no, no, you know nothing about it. Um, so one of the misconceptions that we brought up was, are there any road rules in India? <laughs> yes, 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 there, there, there are road rules. Um, well, the, the people always do follow the road rules. They, in terms of uh, when it comes to highways, they do follow the road rules. There have been cases where people don't do it. Yes, every country has it. But again, in terms of um, having cows on streets, mm. we do have that. It's because uh, certain farmers, uh, they, they're not very, they're not they're like kind of careless. They just let the cows roam around. Mm. But again, be, sta- stating that uh, we, uh, usually most of the population in India is Hindu. And mm. we kind of uh, do, uh, kind of uh, worship, the, worship the cows. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to, uh, we don't want to, you know, beat uh, them or do anything bad to, to right. cows. So you give them so the freedom. So we just give them the freedom. Yeah, <laughs> but like again, that. it's one of those uh, silly things about religion, which which always comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it happens in every part of in um, like every part of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah. So it's road rules. Yes, we follow it. Uh, it sometimes we don't. Uh, sometimes we do, but mm-hmm. it's 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 yeah. It's so it's there are rules. They're just there not are rules. always yes. followed. Yeah. yeah. And I know in some cities it's like you you visit some cities and if you 
roll through a yellow light, everyone's like, oh my God, how could you do that? I know mm -hmm. in Germany, I jaywalked and everyone was like, oh my God. <laughs> but then in other countries, it's different. Yeah. Um, and so we also got some questions about uh, the caste. Is it caste or caste system? Caste. Caste system caste, in yes. India. So I know this is something that goes back a long way. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us a little bit about, is the caste system followed? Is it strictly followed? And, and, and what are the views of modern Indians on the caste system? Yes, the caste system is still followed, mm -hmm. uh, but again, as the modern the modern India is coming out of it, mm -hmm. uh, the the caste system. Uh, let's okay. The the misconception about the caste system was uh, it's still happening in India. The thing is that mm -hmm. we, we still think that caste system. Oh, we are the upper caste, or we are the lower caste, right. or you know things like that. But apparently, the caste was created based on your profession. As per yes, and and it's basically let's say if if you are a merchant, you are a cobbler, or if you are a mm -hmm. say maybe you're you're selling goods or something. So based on those professions, your caste was decided. Okay. And it's basically just to uh, we didn't have any surnames during those times, and just that profession was was taken up as surnames, mm -hmm. and that turned into a caste. Interesting. I didn't yeah. Know that. Yeah. So apparently, over the over the, over the thousands of years of time, and mm -hmm. what people started doing is it's quite natural that it's that. People start saying that, hey, my profession is much better than your profession, mm. and you know <laughs> things turn that way. And the, apparently, the caste system turns into that. So the value is always placed on the profession. Exactly. Not on a surname. Not on the surname. But going, going like, uh, like thousand years down the line, like things changed, and mm. it apparently all came down to the caste system, and mm. the, the, it was judged on caste. Like, okay, which uh, which caste do you come from? So based on that, people was like people were judged. But the modern India now is changing. Uh, mm. They are we like most of the Indians are saying enough is enough. We, we are not we are not good mm. with that. Uh, and uh, it, it's so people in terms of uh, say some people are marrying uh, different caste people, and it's totally fine. It's uh, and and in fact the government of India is also kind of promoting it a lot, saying mm -hmm. that uh, it's wrong, don't do that. Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, we have been giving uh, like government of India is also providing a lot of benefits to certain sections of the society, wherein uh, people were not given the right opportunity mm -hmm. some some years back. So they've been promised say a certain amount of lands, or in terms of in education they are given scholarships. So it's they. We've, I mean, government has been trying, uh, trying hard mm -hmm. to get these people up to the and right level the and change the perception. That's yes, wonderful. Thank you. That's really informative. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and I know you had provided some other misconceptions that people have <laughs> probably brought up to you. Yes. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? So this is on my number one list. I've, I've, I've heard a lot of people say that India, India smells funny. India is dirty. Mm. Uh, I, I part of it I understand is because uh, reason being, uh, most of the people. Sorry, these are the people who's, uh, who see movies like, say, The Slumdog Millionaire. Mm. They've seen always the, the dirty part of India. Yeah. No, that's not true. India is very neat and clean. It is, but there are always certain places which is dirty. Mm. Uh, uh, and again, it's um, like say if you come down you to Bangalore, you can't expect a whole country to right. be a exactly. homogenous right. place. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like even if you go, like, okay, let's say let's let's go to Toronto. I'm I'm pretty sure if you go to certain certain blocks in oh, Toronto, there are definitely there, parts oh, that smell. No, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. But again, it it depends, right? Uh, in yeah. like say if in, even in in like if you come down to Bangalore, the moment you enter the city, it's like it smells like jasmine. Mm. Trust me, it's 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 that great. It's 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 green. It's nice. Um, it it all depends where exactly you're going in India. Mm -hmm. I do know why most of the people say India smells funny is because they mostly go to Mumbai. 
Now, Mumbai is one of the places mm. which is heavily populated. The ah. moment you, in fact, the moment you land into uh, into into Mumbai through a mm. through a plane, mm-hmm. and the moment the doors open, you get a stink. That is true. <laughs> that's but that's living in. Imagine coming from Canada, where people have so much space. Yes. And then yeah. and going to another country where so many people. There's millions of people. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's that. So that's one of those misconceptions uh-huh. that I've seen. Second one is. Um, Indian food is spicy. No, it is not spicy. <laughs> not everywhere. <laughs> not everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It again depends um, what kind of food you're having. Like I said in previously, that there are so many different varieties of food. Mm-hmm. If you go to, like, say, if you have a Gujarati meal, it's not very spicy. It's mm-hmm. in fact kind of sweet and mm-hmm. sli- like a slight tingling bit of it. <laughs> but again, uh, Indian food is not spicy. Uh, it's it's good if you, if you go to any restaurants, you can always tell them that hey, I want a mild mild spice, mm-hmm. and they always ensure that they put a mild spice. Every person has got mm. different taste buds. Right. Um, we're all good at math and coding. No, that's not good. Trust me, guys. <laughs> I am extremely bad at mathematics. <laughs> I am. I don't have any programming language uh, okay. uh, knowledge. And yeah, trust me, it's not, it's not good. But uh, the best thing is that most of, like many people in India are, are, have come out uh, in terms of they're good poets. They are good cultural, like the musics. Like just mm. now you heard uh, such good musics have been coming out. So it's it's different india is a very very bad uh, country yes most of the people who come down to the american countries and or the european countries they they happen are, to be attracted to industries, industries. Yeah. yes that's because the demand for those particular industries is, is in those right. sectors and that's why but no not all are in the same I category see. Um, you also wrote Indians have a funny accent. <laughs> yes, I don't know if if I have been fun, if if I have been having a funny accent, but again, it depends. Again, um, like yeah. I said, different states have different languages, and every language has got a a, a certain uh, yeah, pronunciation. Sure. It's it's a, it's it, it's it's separate, right? You can't help it. Mm-hmm. But again, uh, I've 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 myself have tried really hard to make sure that my Indian accent goes along with the uh, the the North American accent at times, mm-hmm. as um, like. Uh, when I was back in England, I always made sure that uh, my English accent has to come out. It is, it's been tough, but I've, I've always tried hard. Um, but again, uh, most of the Indians, they uh, yes, they do have a little bit of accent, but it's of course they do. Yeah, but it's 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 just a thing. Like when they say that uh, the Americans say that, hey, Canadians have got an accent, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I know you don't it hear it until you're somewhere else. Somewhere else, mm-hmm. yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> This made me laugh. You wrote, "No, there are no snake charmers." Yes, not every. So I'm sure you see, you know, these horrible stereotypical movies <laughs> yeah. going to India. And someone is charming a snake. So no. is this something that just never happens? Not even no. single. I, it, I've, trust me, it's, uh, I've I've uh, I've lived in India for so long. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've, I have seen snake charmers, but usually it's in certain fairs you see it. It's like a circus, circus or oh, something, okay. somewhere like that. You see it, but not on a, on like normal street. No, no, <laughs> I've, no. I've never seen it. Okay, and so um, I want to quickly talk about your experience moving to Canada. Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of time to dig into it, but mm-hmm. tell us when when you moved and maybe one like big first impression you had that you maybe weren't expecting. When oh, you came okay. To Canada. So uh, I moved into Canada uh, last year, September nineteenth. Really? Yes, I had no it's idea. only yeah, it's been in well, here. Welcome. Thank you. You're like a natural here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, my decision to come down to uh, to Canada was basically uh, to do my studies and business analysis. I came down here. Uh-huh. But, uh, again, in terms of my, um, how to put it, 
It's, it's good. Ca- Canada country is really good. It's multicultural. Uh, they respect uh, everyone. Uh, it's not that you are looked in a certain way or a different way. Mm-hmm. They, the, the best part about Canada is that uh, no matter what your ethnicity is, no matter which culture you come from, what's your traditions, you, they accept you. So mm-hmm. that's what I love about Canada. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great to hear. Uh, and there's also been another surprising thing for me that I've learned only through working in international education is um, the the side effects and effects that demonetization of rupees have had yes. in India. So can you explain a little bit about that? Because I think that's really interesting and something mm-hmm. that we wouldn't necessarily know otherwise. Yes. So a slight history about demonetization is because uh, India had a lot of uh, black money being uh, uh, kind of uh, reserved back in, in people's houses. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, and. It's basically and so, sorry by black money you mean money gained in illegal ways yes okay. in, in illegal tax. ways maybe they're not paying oh, up the taxes okay, I see, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. or maybe certain bribes being taken or something like that mm-hmm. so it's, it, it's it's very varied but again the the money which was uh, it's, it's pretty much not going back into the economy it's it's mm-hmm. it's lying around in people's houses right so what the government of India did is that mm-hmm. they uh, all of a sudden uh, this this move was done by uh, the Prime Minister of India, the current Prime Minister of India, in mm-hmm. fact, Narendra Modi. Mm-hmm. So he said that uh, we are going to demonetize 500 rupees and 1,000 rupees notes because those are the higher denominations of mm-hmm. notes. And most of the people who keep it is in higher denominations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the moment that, that move happened, um, everybody, like... Lost, lost the control. The businesses right. started falling. Uh, it had a big. Uh, it had an effect on the economy because all the small businesses they weren't able to do because most of the small businesses do their business in cash. Mm. Uh, they didn't have enough money on their hands. Uh, it's it's it, it became tough. Uh, but again, it, did it really help? It's debatable. I I wouldn't go into it though. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but in terms of uh, the the people who were living outside of Canada, uh, sorry, outside of India, mm-hmm. they had a lot of problems. Uh, especially uh, me. I'm like I had I'm like I had some money on me, uh, but I couldn't do any exchange. I, I tried calling all the Indian banks over mm-hmm. here in uh, in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of them entertained it. No. So you physically have to go back there, exactly. change, exchange your money. Yeah, but now I can't do that anymore mm-hmm. because right. there was a deadline and we, I, I had to make sure that go in, in between that deadline mm-hmm. or I have to give the money right. to somebody for that particular, in that particular deadline. Yeah. So it was tough. Uh, I've, what I've been hearing that uh, most of the people lost their money during mm-hmm. that particular point mm-hmm. in time, especially people who are living outside of India. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a contentious issue, I know, for yeah. students as well. Too. Yep. But interesting to note. Very cool. Okay. Well, thank you, Chang. Oh, my gosh. We're going to have to have you back because you're an awesome guest. And there's just so much to know Mm -hmm. uh, about India. I just want to thank you again for the whirlwind tour and Mm -hmm. um, uh, showing us so much there is to know. Um, So at this point, we're going to talk a little bit about the upcoming events in Hamilton, as we always do, or in Mm -hmm. our community. Um, There will be a an international student summit this thursday november 23rd and that's happening at mcmaster innovation park that's presented by global hamilton um and at this summit there will be a booth from a bunch of different institutions mm-hmm. mohawk mcmaster and redeemer cic um and there will be all sorts of sessions uh right. on display so jen do you want to talk a little bit about it's yeah. going to be happening at the summit. So actually, I will be there with my coworkers to set up the Mohawk booth. Yay. Um, basically, it helps a lot for students. It will, there will be interview tips for your co-op or for your jobs, um, how to open business, also how to buy a house or housing market uh, information, also immigration. 
we recovered in sessions. That's great. So a really helpful resource for students that are looking to stay in the yeah, community. Yeah, for sure. Wonderful, and Global mm -hmm. Hamilton always does some great stuff. Mm -hmm. um, great, so today we also have another mission <laughs> with next week on Friday, November 24th, being Black Friday, you Yay. guys know that's where everybody scrambles around <laughs> trying to buy things, and Cyber Monday, uh, my favorite, Monday. because I love online shopping. <laughs> um, we want to challenge you guys to be a little smart when you're thinking. Actually, it's for a mission for us. Actually, yeah, Ourselves. Jin and I were thinking we should make a mission that we will actually try to do and need to do, <laughs> and that is to be smart about your spending. So I always like to come up with creative gifts for people. I feel like it's more personal. I like mm. to make food, so like little jams or right. um, jars of stuff for people. Make a mix CD of all the songs that you love or the songs that remind you of this person from the last year. Mm -hmm or experiences. I know like iFly is something my family has wanted to indoor skydiving mm -hmm. forever. So maybe this year we'll do it. <laughs> you can look on Groupon, Wagjag, et cetera. And then, discount. Yeah, and Jin yeah. was also talking about a Christmas card that you right. can color in. Yeah, we bought a coloring Christmas card, a book, and you can tear it and you can fold it and make a card. So I used last year and we will use this year again, hopefully next year too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. great. What about you, Jin? What are you going to do to be smart <laughs> about so, your spending? I think it's kind of tip for you how to be a smart spender. Um, it's also based on the book I read, Broke Millionaires. Um, before you buy, make sure you make a budget on how, how much you want to spend and how much you want to spend for everyone you will give a gift to Christmas. Also in Black Friday, you make sure it's not going over budget. So no impulse buys. Mm -hmm. And I know Jin's posted Broke Millennials, the book um, that he found really helpful on yeah. our Facebook page, Adelise1015. Mm -hmm. uh, so we will challenge everyone. Yeah. Don't go into the mall without a plan. <laughs> Easier said than done. Yeah. Uh, so next week we will have a guest on the show, Bernadette Ryan. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about Bernadette. So yeah, she's uh, my English teacher, my first English teacher in Canada. She oh, was great amazing. and she actually brought me here in the radio show. Oh, um, no way. She is having a show every Sunday, I think 7 p.m. It's called Art Wave. Art Wave. So a lot of art in Hamilton, books and cultures, like kind of similar to ours. Very cool. But we will talk about fairy tales in, in Canada and everywhere. That's going to be such a mm -hmm. cute episode. <laughs> so check out Bernadette on Sunday nights on 101.5 The Hawk and next Sunday with Jin, mm -hmm. chatting with him about fairy tales. Without Elise. Yes, I may not be here, depending on how it goes with the strike. I may, mm. not, I may be away next weekend, so please tune in and enjoy. Jin is the best, as you know. He will be fine without me. Um, and you can listen in at 10, 10 a.m. right after mm -hmm. our show to the Spanish show Presencia Latina with our wonderful friend just outside the booth. And uh, I will leave it at that. So again, thank you, Chang. What an amazing guest. What a fascinating topic, mm -hmm. learning all about India this morning. Really appreciated having you on this morning. And we'll have to chat with you more. Sure, no problem. Thanks a lot to you, Elisa and Jin. 
Thank you. Thank you. So why don't you lead us out with our last song. Um, tell us a little bit about the song before we hit play. Yes, the, the song name is uh, Mahive. So it's been, uh, uh, it, the artist is A.R. Rahman. So he's, uh, we, call it, uh, we call him the Indian Mozart. Mm. Indian Mozart. Yes. Awesome. He's, wow. uh, he's one of the best, uh, I would say he's the best artist in India. So uh, it's a Hindi song and I hope uh, everyone enjoys it. All right. Thanks, everyone, and have a great Sunday.